This is Matt. Was any of that even playing or nah? Well, Stefan comes first, everybody. Now everybody knows. Uh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, you all been great. Hey, what up, my dude? What's up? Hey, our fucking display isn't on goddamn. <laughs> our little window isn't up on the stream. <laughs> That's funny. Well, well, get the oh, little fucking now it's window just my whole stream. ass goddamn stream monitor. Oh my god, you're nope. fucking up everything. That's fine. We'll this just is leave embarrassing. it. This this is really embarrassing. How do I? How do I even know if we're even talking? Um, I don't know. Let's start that over because it looks like my feed wasn't there at all for that whole beginning, <laughs> which is gonna make the whole intro of this podcast fucking interesting. Like right mm -hmm. now, people can probably hear me. Wow, something got fucked up. We love that. Anyways, uh, nope, can't do that. Welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. This is Stephanie. No, no, we're not starting over. This is fine. We've already been here. Okay. Wow. Fucking Bert's calling you an embarrassment. Well, you know what? My mic wasn't on. This has been a bad day for technology for me. I tell you what. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, you ever just fucking sit on the toilet for like 10 minutes and just completely like space out like 100% and you're like, is this what meditation is? Just fucking being one with the elements just for like five minutes and then you look at your watch and you realize oh fuck i was supposed to be on a podcast like 30 seconds ago and then you you know rush over and your friend I'm not <laughs> clearly, even a... clearly doesn't have his shit together and can't no. get everything mixed up oh my god rob is here too what the fuck wow hey Holy what's shit. up robbie we have two people in our chat right now that's kind of gross honestly <laughs> hey i fuck with it What's up, guys? What's up? Anyways, um, so what you got for me today? Minus uh, 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 me fucking up the podcast entirely to start off with. Well, you never... Dude, Dead Space is so fucking good. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about that later, but Rob already fuck, fucking got me going off. Uh, yeah, the remake, so fucking good. That's Look, cool. I was going to ask you. That's one of my topics is how you think it is. So does it live up to... I mean, it's better in every way. I mean, like, listen, there's a situation where, like, if a company remasters a game or something like that makes it look prettier and it's literally shot for shot the same game, debatably, it has to be better than the original because it's running on, you know, a little cleaner software, maybe it loads a little bit quicker. Like, by definition, if it's the exact game as previously with just a few minor improvements, it has to be better. This is a situation where, like, yeah, no shit, it's better, but also a lot of the gameplay choices or, like, other decisions they made have made it way better. Nice. Um, it is so fucking good. I'm already at the last chapter. It takes, I'm, it took me like 10 hours to get there because I did like side missions and shit. It, there's not really a lot of crazy ass side missions, but there's a couple side things to do. And, uh, yeah, there's a secret ending for being in the game on new game plus, And I like, I'm tempted to go ahead and do that already, but, uh, Hogwarts is coming out next week. So I may put a little tab on that, but, uh, it's very good. Nice, Frosty man. Rob in the chat says, not every way. There are times in which the same scene or moment, but doesn't feel as intense, i.e. enemy grabs. However, it's polished and more intense in depth. Feels, feels natural and just as I remember. 
I, I do agree with that. There are certain circumstances where like it doesn't feel the same. And I would almost say that Isaac not talking is probably more of a plus in the first game than a minus. Although it makes more sense in the second game, the first game is more built for him to be a silent protagonist. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's very faithful. And I personally enjoyed playing this more than I did the first Dead Space. Nice. Yeah, I um I picked up the first Dead Space again on my Series X like last year, and I've maybe made it through like three or four chapters. And like I said, it's good; it runs good. But um, you know, I could see how there's like it's kind of like the Gears of War remake. There's things about the original Gears of War that just hit different for sure. You know, um, versus the remake they made, the Coalition made it in like 2015. And it's a good remake, like in in every way it's better, but there's like some of those, you know, little things. But I mean, yeah, it's just the little things. And I'm I'm excited. I, I do want to pick it up at some point, but I want to do it justice and beat what I have first. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. And um, I hope they, okay, Rob did say there, are, he did give a quote from the game. Rob is just being a fucking deviant in the chat. To get this man a mic or something like that, or a shield, I don't know, but a um, mic probably. You need to be on but, the podcast, uh, Robbie. There are a couple situations where, like, it is good to have him talking because it's the same voice actor from the second game, and I love his talk in the second game. I'm just saying, from the way the first game is structurally built, it it's stronger for him to be silent because that's just how the spine was made in the first game. Uh, but if they proceed with making a Dead Space two, uh, kind of remasters same way, I'll be uh, really excited because it'd be great. And hell, I would not even mind them giving another swing at Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 needs a remaster. <laughs> I think so. More than two. Yeah, I think I call it a remake. It's not a... Re- remaster is kind of like, you know, same exact shit, just a little fresher coat of paint, where I'm like, this is more than a coat of paint. It's just, they really improved on a lot of things from a structural standpoint and like actually redesigned it from the ground up uh, for the better in a lot of situations. Absolutely. Uh, well, whoa, you got all glitchy uh, there for a second. I'm going to give Wi-Fi priority to my fucking computer because I don't want to hear too many of that. Uh, you almost sounded like a robot mid-stretch. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Okay. Well, speaking of remakes, are you excited for the Resident Evil 4 remake? Stefan, you know me, man. I haven't even beat Resident Evil 4 any time. I think the most amount of time I've ever put into Resident Evil 4 was like three hours. Wow. Yeah. I'm just barking up the wrong tree then. Yeah. And, and it's like we've had this conversation multiple times. And I, uh, yeah. I mean, in your defense, I've tried to, I've mentioned many a time and I've actually tried to get into Resident Evil games. Uh, it's just never been there for me, honestly. I don't like, okay. It, I was just talking mad praise about Dead Space, but I don't like ammo conservation games unless they like really make sense too much i mean resident evil it's kind of like goofy and stuff like that so personally i would like a little bit more ammo it's not like the last of us or dead space where you are like maroon i don't know i i probably just need to give it a good chance um it's a great game i love resident evil 4 uh they are making some changes to ashley um which i, I don't know if you're I mean, no, no, I, I know. You gotta I've know seen who Ashley is. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta know who Ashley is. Um, but they're they're changing some stuff up to her. And okay, here's one thing. I was kind of a little misled 
I saw like a production image, I guess, a while ago of Ashley in the game, and she has like a gun strapped around her back, and I was like, cool, okay, so she's probably going to be a playable character that shoots and stuff. Um, I don't know if that is going to be the case. That's a wild assumption you're making. From <laughs> what I understand, that's not the case. And what's basically going to happen is they're going to like give her. So it says this is from Kotaku and they say in the remake, Ashley no longer has a health bar. Um, Should she take too much damage, um, she'll go into a down state and need to be revived. And I'm like, okay, But why not just give her a gun? Uh I guess it goes against it goes uh, yeah. against it goes I guess it <laughs> I guess it goes against her character cuz she's supposed <laughs> to be I don't know dude I, I had a fucking I had an aneurysm <laughs> I, I, I got <laughs> This is the episode I die in got Oh my god in you, I'm bro. drinking a Propel and I'm like you're are you supposed to drink these when you're working out or something or like what are, what are these for cuz I feel cracked out of my mind I don't know if you can say that anymore I feel I feel fucked up is what I'm saying <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, going back to the Resident Evil 4 and your before your, you know, ghost stick situation, uh, I'm very down to play the remake mainly because I hated the gun. Even like back in the day, I hated the gun system for Resident Evil 4. Uh, I'm not a big fan of standing still. I mean, shit, I was playing Capcom's other game, fucking Devil May Cry, at the same time. So, like, it was like night and day for me of like yeah. my kind of game versus a game that's not necessarily my kind of game. Uh, but now that gunplay can actually be done in a non early two thousand setting, I'm probably more down to play it now than I will be than I would yeah. have been. I mean, the Resident Evil Two remake is amazing, so I can't. Yeah, I the Resident I Evil Three rem- the Resident Evil Three remake is kind of a miss, and uh, even Frosty Robbie was uh, agreeing with me, just being like, "Yeah, bro, I know. Tell me, bro." Like he's like, "Yeah, just let her let her be a playable character." I think. Like, do eh. some, um, I don't know if you ever played, well, you never played it, obviously, because you don't play Resident Evil games, but Resident Evil Revelations, um, even if it's, like, a character, there's literally, like, this girl, she has, like, senses, she can see through walls and stuff, she can tell where enemies are, and she's being escorted by Barry, you can just switch between them, and I'm like, even she's a playable character, and has some forms of defending herself, like, why not do that? Well, we'll see. I guess they still have a while before they're going to release it. I mean, the... The trick at this point is it doesn't really necessarily matter if Ashley's a playable character or not. They just have to make her um, less of a burden than she was in the original game since game since gamers expect a different thing nowadays when it comes to like companions or side pieces. We've had games like The Last of Us where you can have people like, you know, AI that you play with that, you know, maybe aren't the sharpest tools in the shed, but will at least stay out of the way and not be a hindrance to you. True. Like, I, I don't I don't think um Aside from people, you know, jerking off to nostalgia like you and Robbie, which, no offense, I do the same thing just for different things. Uh, it, that kind of thing, Ashley's kind of bullshit won't fly as well uh, these days for the current people playing video games. Yeah, I could agree I with mean, that for sure. Yeah, and speaking once again, of, um, speaking of, well, no, go for it. Go, sorry. No, no, no. Please let me guess. You're going to segue to The Last of Us, which we should talk about. No, I was going to segue to delayed games, which is um, Jedi. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, good for it them. It got delayed. It got delayed to but like, it was, June they were, or something, right? They were like, thank you, EA, for giving us this time. And I'm like, does EA actually listen to their developers for a change? Are they that <laughs> desperate? Who knows? 
Yo, listen, man. Uh, with Fallen Order and a bunch of their other stuff, uh, the new Need for Speed game, um, Dead Space, and all that, EA's been turning a pretty good leaf. I, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure EA's still a piece of shit company because their CEO is a piece of shit. But like, um, they've they've been actually putting out some things that I've been really enjoying recently, and I can't help but think maybe someone is telling that dude to shut the fuck up and is doing some good work, which. You know, keep it up. I would like to be able to rely on EA games in the future. Right now, I've, I've kind of been restored to a more middling approach of like, it could be good, it could be bad. But I lo- I'd love to get to the point where I could be like, oh, it's an EA game. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a big banger. You exactly. Know? Bean and cheese banger. Just like a... Yeah, it kind of used to be that way. I mean, somewhat. Oh, yeah. Like back in the early 2000s, it was definitely sure. like that. And I think it wasn't until like 2000. 10 2008 2010 where they started going downhill or they started becoming less reliable then anthem i think really was like that nail in the coffin for them yeah they did the dead did they do the dead space remake yeah wow i mean yeah, it wasn't they, re- they really are turning over a new leaf for sure wasn't the original guys that did it they did the callisto protocol which was a giant heaping pile of bullshit but uh yeah it was very good uh, in other gaming news, have you heard about the day before? Do you know what that is? No. Uh, the day before is a scam. It's a huge, huge ass scam. What? Um, it was. It's like the second most, I think, pre-ordered uh, Steam game in like their history books, and they released like an initial gameplay thing, and basically. The way the game plays, it looks like The Division. They're in New York City and stuff like that. Like It looks like a third-person overview kind of shooter and everything. But the it has a little flashier graphics. What is promising? It has a little flashier graphics. You can go inside like really big malls and buildings. And then it has another thing of like, when you're in the city, that's like the mainstay of it. But when you go to the outskirts of the city, to more barren kind of wasteland, not wasteland, but more barren kind of area, and that's where you can build like homesteads. You can build like upgrade things. It's a multi. It's an MMO and stuff like that. So a lot of people were interested in it, and the trailer uh, looks very interesting as well. But over the years, the game company has like not shown any bit of gameplay whatsoever, and um, they just it, everything is like super super shady about the whole process. And so people started saying like, okay, this is clearly a scam. This game comes out like next month in, in March, or was supposed to come out in March. And they're like, we've seen nothing about this game. <laughs> and so uh, the company, first of all, said like, oh, hey, we're having actual dispute over the name the day before uh, the copyright issue. So we're going to delay the game all the way till November, which is like, OK, for a game that should be complete or ready to ship next month. And then and the name dispute being the only issue, why the fuck is it taking like, why is this going to take all the way to the end of the year? And then like, they just done delay after delay of this shit and they keep pushing it out. And they released some gameplay today after like thousands of people were like, where the fuck is the gameplay? And it looks like the worst fucking alpha shit you've ever seen. Like it is clearly like they paid someone to give this girl with a fat ass, like the character they play, her ass is huge for some reason. And if you watch the gameplay, you know what I mean? But um, it just shows her running in a barren fucking area. Like they're looking at this, the, buildings and stuff like that like ooh, look it's real it's real it's not a scam but it's like there's it's so dead and there's no one there and there's like a single zombie that runs at someone and they shoot it and it just looks so fucking awful and clearly like it looks like someone built it in a week it's just yeah so 
I'm looking at they, it now. It's pretty sad. Yeah. It's it's a scam, like 100%. Like they, it looks like they got a bunch of people to pre-order or back or something like that. Uh, but likelihood is this game will never be released. Or if something does get released so they don't get sued, it'll be like the shittiest like culmination of graphics or I don't just know, like gameplay. The environments aren't bad, um, but it's definitely not like ready to ship next month. It never no, was. Like, That's listen, for sure a lie. I can almost 100% say that the backgrounds that were made are only like whatever gameplay was released today is strictly just a uh, like a walkthrough, like a single line walkthrough. If you try to go towards that area, I'm sure it will not fucking process. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just a very low res kind of like CGI trailer that looks like gameplay. Uh, or, it sure seems like gameplay in Unreal Engine 5, but it's just not like done yet. For sure. Okay, but I do. I want to stress the fact that this is like 100% a scam. Anyone listening to this, do not fucking buy this game. <laughs> like, it is really not good. It looks pretty like, like 10 years past its prime. You know, if this came out 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, even then, yeah, I haven't seen a single zombie yet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. Speaking of zombies, are you watching The Last of Us? I'm not. I haven't, I haven't started it yet. You said you're going to finish the game first before the show? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard online, but episode three came out, and uh, it was really fucking good, and uh, me and my girl cried at it, because it was just really fucking good. Wow. And uh, Nick cried Offerman. Cried at it. Yeah, Nick Offerman was in it, and he was really good. Nice. Did he offer anything? Uh, yeah, he offered a man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's not much to go into, especially if you're not caught up or going to watch it anytime soon. But once again, Last of Us, episode three, fantastic. Show's going strong. like to see more. Uh, oh, and I did want to say the director of the show and the game, Neil Drunkman, or the writer, uh, he did confirm that, well, first of all, season two of The Last of Us is going to happen. That's fantastic. And they also confirmed that season two is just going to go straight to uh, Last of Us Part Two, the game. Because I was worried for a little bit, and I think some other people were worried too, that they were really going to milk the shit out of the show. Uh, and do Because between the first game and the second game, there's a pretty decent time gap. They could have easily filled that with just bullshit seasons or whatever. Uh, but Neil Druckmann said that he's just going to go straight to the second game for the second season. And I'm like, cool, you, you guys have integrity and want to honor the story, even though like if they did want to do filler, I'm sure it'd be fantastic. But he recognizes that like, no, 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 it's the second season is the strongest. We're just going to, or the second game is strong and we want to get to that for the second season. I'm like, fantastic. That's, that's so cool that you give a shit that people are giving a shit about this show. Yep. Very nice. Very refreshing when you have so many things nowadays where people are like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Just put it out. It's true. Um, wasn't there like an expansion or like DLC to the original the original Last of Us? Yeah, um, Left Behind, which is I think it'd be integrated into season one because it's just like Ellie's backstory. So I think it's just going to be a part of season one. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll um, have to check it out for sure. And you need to watch Poker Face if you haven't. No, I'm kidding. I know I will one day, but uh, 
I was going to say is that people were bitching about uh, all the like gayness in The Last of Us, which I, I think is personally like pretty funny. Yeah. Because like you, you play The Last of Us or you see like trailers for Last of Us, you get like the, you know, little guitar playing and stuff like that. You're like, it's like, man, this is a, this is a country man, Joel, you know, he's from Texas and stuff like that. He does what a man does and stuff like that. And then little did they know that the game has gay aspects like all around it. <laughs> like it's a pretty, right. I, well, I thought that like, was pretty straightforward from the beginning somewhat, you know? Of the game? Just from, like, The Last of Us, the character of Ellie, all of it. Um, I, I will say it's not really apparent at the beginning of the game, but I, what I'm mainly saying for, like, people who've played the game, I, the reason I bring this up is because episode three of The Last of Us, the show, is really gay. It, devi- it deviates from, uh, it, like, it depicts a man-on-man relationship and deviates slightly from the game, just ever so slightly. Um, but it's really excellent. It's a great, like, love story kind of thing. Um, and people are like, man, this show is really gay. It's like, yo, the character he played from The Last of Us, Nick Offerman's character from The Last of Us, like, that's a gay character. Like, they don't say it out right, right but it's like, he calls the guy his partner, which you're like, oh, it's just like his partner friend. But it's like, no, if you, like, actually give a shit and pay attention, like, he's clearly talking about, like, an ex-lover in the game. It's like, it's, it's like... It's just funny when you have people that are like, they're not honoring The Last of Us by doing this. And it's just like, yes, they are. And also, why the fuck does it matter? Like, if you gave Bill a girlfriend that he talked to in the show, like, it, would, it wouldn't matter to you. It's just because it's a dude. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. silly. Yeah, it's very true. But yeah, I'm like, like I'm saying, that's, those characters have existed in the world as they are. Sounds to me like those people just haven't played the game. Or they came to their own conclusions and like didn't face the reality of like what they were experiencing. True. Yeah. This is why I prefer men. Don't oh tell my, my girlfriend. So it's Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day. Are you going to watch what? Groundhog Day? Wait, is today Groundhog Day? Really? Yeah, today's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog oh, Day. Oh, shit. No, uh, we actually watched it for the... My girlfriend had never seen it before and we watched it for the first time during Christmas. Uh, am I, so the mindset was she, we were going to watch a Christmas movie and she had never seen Scrooge and she wanted to watch Scrooge. And I am, uh, I think Scrooge is okay, but I honestly think, uh, Groundhog Day was a better Christmas like movie or Scrooge is the better version. Wait, hold on. Groundhog Day is the better version of Scrooge. Cause basically you have an asshole who learns his lesson, but the way Bill Murray learns his lesson in, uh, Scrooge is like. He starts to really phone it in. He seems really fake. Where in like Groundhog Day, it's like really legitimate, and it's a little bit more, you know, kind of cutesy romantic. So we watched that instead, and she loved it. The point is, we watched Groundhog's Day like last month, uh, or like two months ago. So I don't know. We'll be watching it again. Well, as of an hour ago, Poxatoni Phil saw his shadow. Yeah, boy, give me some more winter. So six more weeks of winter. But. <laughs> But do you but, know what I mean um, by comparing uh, Groundhog Day and Scrooge? Like, what's your thought? Um, they're they're very similar, um, and same with this like Palm Springs movie, but they're all different in their own little way. Well, no, wait, is Palm Springs Bill Murray? No, but it's like a same like it's a Groundhog Day concept. 
No, no, no. Okay, so first of all, I'm not saying it in the matter of like a loop or anything like that. I'm just saying a Bill Murray character gets exposed is an asshole because Bill Murray is just you know that's <laughs> just his. And has to learn for it for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're basically the same plot. Yeah, or so the same architect I'm, archetype. You know, and also Groundhog's Day is like during the winter. There's like there's still lights up and stuff like that. So it kind of hits Christmas vibes a little bit. But yeah. Bill Murray's turn and Scrooge always seem like really kind of like gross to me, not for any negative reasons heavily, but just like, I don't know. He seems to kind of phone it in during that part. And for me, like in a Christmas Carol, when Scrooge turns, it's a really important part. So it kind of ruins it a little bit for me. Whereas like Groundhog Day, I think his turn is really good. And like his Bill Murray's Bill Murray's natural. I don't give a shit actually is to the benefit because he's lived in this like loop for like thousands of years or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I mean, he's kind of an asshole in real life, so I guess it checks out. Yeah, but I'm talking about his character. He's an actor who plays characters that are supposed to... Well, because he's a character... A well, I guess, like, in Groundhog Day, he does seem pretty genuine about, like, turning nice. It's not as phoned in, for sure. What I'm, what I'm saying is, if you're looking for something with the kind of Christmas spirit, something that's supposed to make you feel good, or, like, give you a certain kind of warm feeling, I think Groundhog's Day is the better version of that, even if it isn't necessarily a Christmas movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Also, Harold Ramis, uh, great True. director. Great director. Great, great guy. Yeah. I never knew him, but from what I understand, great guy. He's my dad. Have you seen the the You People movie? Oh, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Nah, have you seen it? Uh, yeah, Rose and I watched it a few days ago. It was pretty good. I was curious about it. It looks pretty funny. I it's heard, one of those uh, like definitely like shock humor type like everything goes wrong, something about Mary type vibes or even like meet the parents, meet the Fockers type vibes where it's like everything that possibly could go wrong, can go wrong, does go wrong. It kind of looks like a uh, look who's coming to dinner, like but more modern version. It's good. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't seen Eddie Murphy in anything forever. I'm down to, down to watch it. Yeah, he's good. I love me some Eddie Murphy. He said he's down to do Donkey again. Of course he is. It's just an easy paycheck. Well, I bet they're going to get to that because of Puss in Boots doing so well, like right underneath Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I was Francio wanted to watch that, and I was curious about watching it too. Um, I do love me some Antonio Banderas, and I think the I think the acting gig has not been super kind to him. In the past few years, but he's got a few like good gigs. True. Here and there. I just heard it's a good movie too. Um, but unfortunately to rent it, it's like 30 bucks on YouTube and then to buy it, it's $36. Uh, and I'm like, well, what the f Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Just like the movie. Nope. Just like the movie. What about, uh, the Mario movie? You pretty excited for that? Uh, excited is the wrong word, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm, not like I mean, I'm gonna watch it. It looks, it looks beautiful. Like the animation about it and everything looks great. Um, I can't really find myself to get bring a. I can't really give a shit about the voice acting, but the overall movie looks like it'll at least be kind of charming to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Birdie. Um, Birdie's back on our live stream. Sorry, everybody. But Yo, yeah, I, I think that the uh, animation looks really nice and I watched that clip and I could hear that they're already doing some like theme music in there from the games and I'm like, nice, nice. So 
We'll see. Yeah. They did like um, a clip of Seth Rogen and he just sounds like Seth Rogen. One thing, I'm sorry to go back to The Last of Us, uh, but I just wanted to mention that not only did they bring the director for the game over, but they also brought the guy who did the music for the video game to do the show, which I'm like, that's fantastic. If something has great music, why not bring that guy over or girl over? So th- I'm hoping that's kind of the same with Mario. They're not like, oh, video game composer is separate from I, no, Nintendo's um, a different story, but I'm saying, you know, Koji, incorporate Koji. that shit. Koji Kondo, or the director, the music guy for Nintendo, is working on the score. Good. I, I like that. I like to hear that. I like to see that happen. Yeah, that's a good. It, that's it, a cool. That's a cool tidbit, though. I did not know that about the Last of Us show. That's cool. Yeah. So not only is like the main theme, like the main theme of the Last of Us, like when you play the game, but like he composed a bunch of different music for different parts of the show, and I'm like, that's fucking rad, man. I'm, I like that inclusivity. Inclusivity. Halo was the worst show ever yep this is our this is our uh five second segment to say halo is the worst show ever now talking about xbox um you're still thinking about getting that series s at some point huh uh i may order it this weekend yeah awesome well just so you know um there is all kinds of forms of xbox emulation now you can basically set up your profile like via xbox there's no hacking involved um, to be a developer. So you can switch from developer mode to just regular Xbox mode. And in developer mode, you can install emulators and people have gotten like PS2 titles to run natively and perfectly on a Series S. So as GameCube, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, nice. Game Boy, you name it. Have you uh, done this? I have not done it myself, although I am interested to try it on my Series X and I'll let you know how it goes. Let me know, and I will uh, go from there. But speaking of Xbox, while we're on the topic of Xbox, I want to give a shout-out or like a little bit of respect to uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Have you heard about this? I heard about it, but uh, it's like a free game on the Series X right now, or on the, whatever you call it, the Game Pass right now. Yeah, not only is it a free game, but it was a game that was completely fucking shadow-dropped. Like, they had a developer thing, and they're like, oh, hey, look at this game by the developers of, like, Evil Within and all that stuff. That's a goofy, not goofy, but, like, a cartoonish design uh, rhythm action game. And uh, it's available right now. Enjoy. Like, the the act of shadow-dropping, you know, these these days is, like, really impressive if you're able to do it. And apparently the game is fantastic. Like, people on Steam are giving it, like, 9 out of 10s. It's, like, overwhelmingly positive. And when you look at the gameplay, it looks really cool. So you have to like time all of your action attacks with the rhythm, and then the art style is really, really interesting too. So I'm looking forward to when I do get an Xbox to play that game on Game Pass as well and check it out. Yeah, it looks should, pretty tight. I should download it. Um, it reminds me of that game that came out on Xbox One, the Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it gives me that vibe too. Uh, I also another thing about xbox another positive because i've had many a podcast where i've taken a big fat shit on xbox uh phil spencer is just seems like a good guy like he was talking about how the last of us was really great and it's a huge step forward and said halo failed also slight negative on phil spencer he won't fucking remove halo from 343 and give it to other people but you know what are you gonna do Halo, um, the developers at 343 just announced that they are going to um, basically start the Halo engine over in Unreal Engine 5. And I'm like, good for you. 
and they're just going to focus on the next Halo game. They've already got co-op working in Halo Infinite. That's what like kind of all that people wanted. The multiplayer in Infinite's not bad. It's still free, but they're looking to do another free multiplayer game and a completely separate new Halo title using Unreal Engine 5 and starting from the ground up. And I'm like, it's about time because Halo Infinite is very obviously built on the same engine as fucking Halo 3, but just modified, you know? And it's like there comes a point in time where Halo Reach even, um, and there comes a point in time where it's like that's not going to work for you anymore, and at least they're accepting that. The next step would be to do the Halo show, this time do it right, Start from fucking Halo Reach if you have to. Literally just, you know, somebody there, for the love of God, play the game. Um, but they're not going to do that. They're going to keep going with this shit-ass story. And this shit-ass show, that show is just, I don't even want to go there. But at least Phil Spencer did say something because, you know, it was a bad show. <laughs> well, Piece of shit. and when, when you say co-op, you mean just online co-op, right? Like uh, story mode co-op is now there on Infinite no, no. as well. I know, but it's it's only online, right? Like it's no couch co-op? I believe so, yes. I believe yeah. you are right. So that's what people are pissed off about because when people yeah. like, open up the game files, they had the capability and I think still have the capability to couch co-op. They just don't want to support it. We'll see if that changes. We I don't know. I mean, they've been throwing like new maps and new armor and all kinds of shit in there for free. And it's like good for y'all, but you're you're super late to the game y'all had the worst armor armory and menu setup of all the halo games so like it's this is a thing i mean for like anyone listening to this and maybe you as well Steph, like it may be a situation that like maybe i do have right to say this maybe i don't whatever i think i do have a right to say because there hasn't been a halo game in the past few years that's actually reeled me in and i think that's a failure of the company where there have been times I have enjoyed Halo. Um, but I think 343 has kind of run its course. And, you know, they can really only try so many times, especially since it's been like over a decade, I feel like, since they've had the property or near a decade. Uh, I think it really should be given to maybe someone else. And if they are going to start from scratch, that's even more reason to like, okay, to fresh blood. Don't, don't give it to these guys that have kind of fumbled multiple times over the years. Of, like even do a remaster that like really fucks up hard. True. Yeah, but I did enjoy Infinite's story mode, just playing by myself. And I you thought, know, some of the big team battle online stuff is fun, but you know, I finally pinpointed how Infinite's uh, story mode makes me feel like it makes me feel like I'm playing a beta where like all the extra assets aren't loaded in or haven't been added yet. It feels so empty and devoid of life. Um, that makes it gives me like a pit in my stomach of like, wow, this this would be really cool if like conceptually they've develop this more and it just i mean it looks good it plays good uh but there's just i always get the feeling of there's something missing every time i play it true yep um yeah it's definitely no like breath of the wild where i mean you finally hit an apex in breath of the wild but after like 200 something hours like it takes you a while you know well that's the thing of like if you are gonna have a game that feels empty and stuff like that it first of all there has to be a reason for it which you know, if in Halo it doesn't really make as much sense, but Breath of the Wild it does make sense. But you have all this other shit. You have interesting areas. You have like the world almost coming to life at some points. You have these little secrets everywhere that, like, it's like life hidden under the barren wasteland for Breath of the Wild, where like that's not present for Master Chief or the Halo Infinite whatsoever. No, but 
maybe in the future. I will tell you, um, I went online on Gears of War 3 last week, and I actually got into a game, which was pretty surprising. Um, and also, I went on Halo 5 online and found that everybody just plays custom games now. Like, nobody plays the normal multiplayer. Everybody plays custom games, and it's insanely fun. Um, you have Game Pass. When you get your Series S, I highly suggest Halo 5 just to play some online custom games, even if it's with me. Because there's, like, castle defense. It's like a custom castle. Uh, on both sides, there's a flag. Everybody just has energy swords and mongooses and warthogs to try to charge the middle. And people to... And you have uh, plasma grenades, too. <laughs> And it's just mayhem as somebody tries to get to the other side to capture the flag and bring it back to their side. It's so fun. And just all the custom games that are there, is, there's so many options. It's like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe this actually has a better player base than Halo Infinite in a lot of ways. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just, I don't get much out of uh, multiplayer games anymore. I, I like working with people in multiplayer games, but not necessarily like team versus team. Um, I mean, it just never really did, did it for me that much. And now in my late, in my older years, in my later years. Well, you remember I mean, uh, us playing some couch co-op Halo that online? That was pretty fun. Just some like uh, action sack games in the Master Chief Collection even is just like a quick, you know, 10 minute game. No stress. Pretty fun. That's what they have in the. That's what they have in Halo Five. But you can actually choose what you get into, which is nice. Something see, that the Master Chief Collection also does not have. I like Monster Hunter. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter and uh, looking for monsters to hunt. You know, that's just yeah. more, more what I feel like nowadays. I don't know. It's well, it's more of a. I I just kind of found my thing, and also like. I I probably will download it because why the fuck not? If I already have Game Pass, but there's so many games coming out in the next few weeks. Like I said, Hogwarts comes out next week, uh, which I'm looking forward to playing. Then a bunch of other games are coming out in a row. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, just for fun, if you wanted to get a, an, uh, I don't think the install's too big on Halo Five. It might be massive. Uh, you might be better off just doing the Master Chief Collection, but that's also very hella fun to play. Just a quick game. But yeah, I feel you, man. There's some uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, yes. You excited? Yeah, yeah. We already talked about how J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit, but there's not really anything anyone could do to stop her, right? Yeah. The last podcast. Pretty much, and the, more so if you're buying the game. Hopefully, you're kind of supporting the developers and less of her. Yeah, I mean, I I hundred percent get anyone who doesn't want to buy the game for the minor bit of support. My personal thing of it is just. Um, and this is not, this is not. I say something and then jokingly say something in the back end. Everyone that I just said is like, no. But serious, my serious mindset of it is like, this person has enough money to pay for her great, great, great grandchildren's college tuition and then some. Like, if if the game isn't purchased, then it really will do nothing for her. And if the game outsells like crazy, it still will probably not do anything crazy for her. This this woman has more than enough money for the rest of her family's like lifetime for the next few centuries but um if if there are people who love what she did and from what i've seen the gameplay and trailers and stuff like that is like there is a lot of love put into the game and she's not directly involved with it she didn't write the story or anything like that i mean she wrote the world but not necessarily the story i, I think it's i think it's okay i think yeah. if anyone's on the fence about it i i really do think it's okay but once again i understand if you do not want to do that if you do not want to support it or purchase a game 
it is a gray area. In a way, I feel like it's uh, less directly supporting her. She who must not be named. (laughs) In in fact, Uh, if anything, I think it's more supporting taking the story out of her hands more so than anything. Yeah. My point was, I think it's uh, less of supporting her and uh, in a way as if like you really liked Fantastic Beasts. I think Fantastic Beasts is directly supporting her more so or would be. Or, because uh, she the, direct the she she wrote the script for the the movies. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. Like if uh, if people are taking a story into their own uh, away from J.K. Rowling, that actually separates her more from the Harry Potter universe than uh, continuing Fantastic to write movies. things. Yeah. yeah, Fantastic Beasts. More like Fantastic Shits because <laughs> those movies are shit. Well, talking <laughs> about uh, childhood and shitting and stuff. Well, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I have one last Harry Potter topic. Oh. At, Sorry, I didn't mean to kill your segue. Cool. What's your Harry Potter sub- What's your Harry Potter subject? Uh, I just wanted to ask you if you heard what Rupert, Rupert Rupert Grint had to say about the Harry Potter show allegedly in in talks. Uh, what? Uh, he says he's more than happy for it to happen because uh, he would love to get out of the typecast of being wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know, fair. That's that's pretty fair. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily want a remake of any variety for Harry Potter uh, since, you know, we already have the movies and stuff. But, like, from his point of view, I, I think that would help him out quite a bit. They made all the fucking movies. Why do we need a remake? They made literally every one. It's so, yeah. it's so trash. I hate this culture. Anyways. I do um, too, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of hating this culture and nostalgic and shit, what was your favorite console, you think, of all time? Like, for you, when you think of, like... Your favorite. Easy. Easy. What is it? It, Well, you know it. What is it? PS2? Yep. Uh, Why? Uh, Literally, my introduction to gaming. Not my introduction to gaming. It was not my... It was was the first console that I really fucking plowed through. Some of my favorite games of all times, like Ratchet and Clank, Jack, Sly Cooper, Beautiful Joe, um, Devil May Cry. Like, all my fucking favorite franchises originated from the PS2. And uh, that was the hardest time of gaming for myself. And, nice. Uh, oh, all the Spider-Man games too. Spider-Man Ultimate. Shout out Spider-Man 2, which <laughs> I do want to say real quick. Donkey had a video game Donkey on YouTube, had a hilarious video of him talking about Forspoken, where it goes for like two seconds of Forspoken. He's like, all right, enough about this trash. We're talking about Spider-Man 2. And just the entire video is dedicated to Spider-Man 2. And I'm like, hell yeah. Nice. I like the video game. <laughs> That's incredible. That game is. I'm, I really want to replay that game because I remember everything that happens in it. That's all goofy and shit, like you know the Mysterio Coliseum, whatever. But I, I forgot it being that fun. Like I, I don't know. I want to check it out again. I, I would probably say. I mean, because I didn't necessarily grow up with consoles. I didn't have my first my first console personally until I was nine, and it was a GameCube. Um, I had to buy with my own Christmas money. <laughs> behind my parents' back because they didn't like game consoles. But I was like, fuck it. I want to I say aesthetically, I, I, one of my favorite consoles, I think, is the original Xbox. I think aesthetically at the time, it was very 2000s, and it was very powerful. I mean, to this day, it's still a very powerful... Um, of the consoles, it is the most powerful uh, of that generation. But there's a warm spot in my heart for the Nintendo 64 just because as a very small child... 
I'd go over to my neighbor's house at our rental house and play like Smash Brothers and Ocarina of Time and Mario 64 and all that. And uh, it was a cool time, you know, the 3D graphics first coming out like that was pretty sweet. Yeah. What was your like most hype game release of all time? Like, what would you say? Like, even going up until like the 360 PS3, or, like back when we had to go to Midnight's, you know, or we at least had that option to go to Midnight's. Uh, what, what was your most hyped video game? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, honestly, probably. Uh, oof, you got one for me while I'm thinking, while I'm chewing on this. I, I kind of think mine somewhere in that Gears of War 2, maybe like Halo Reach, was a pretty fucking hype release for me. Um, Resident Evil 6 was a pretty hype release for me as well. And Halo 4, even though Halo 4 wasn't that great. Uh, GTA 4 was a pretty hype release. GTA 5 was a really hype release. So, I mean, those all are contenders, but I'd say one of my favorite releases, are, I guess in my eyes, what I think was like the pinnacle, the penultimate hype release was probably Gears of War 3 at the um, time at the time I think I was probably really really excited for Assassin's Creed 3 ah uh, yeah that's a good one too I was I think I was with you at that midnight no I think you were because uh our buddy at the time uh came back to my place and we stayed up playing the game passing it back and forth um but I, I mean, I, was, I think I may have been more excited for two, but I, I, I don't know. I was probably more excited for three because two was so good. I agree. Um, even though there was Brotherhood and Revelations between that time, I, I was really excited for a step past Ezio Me too. at the time. And I was, Me and too. I, the game ended up being a little bit of a disappointment. I actually think it's not as bad as I thought it was initially, but. Uh, I remember, remember I bought the collector's edition for it with a little dumb statue and everything, and I was excited for that. We were pretty hyped for Destiny also when Destiny first came out. I think that might have been one of the very last releases we ever did Midnight for, huh? Speaking of, speaking of which, uh, Destiny 2 is uh, Lightborn, like something. I don't know, Icebringer. I forgot the name of it. They have so many expansions. Uh, it's going to be free on PlayStation Plus, so if you've wanted to get back into Destiny, now is the time. Cool. And I think, on the PS5 I think Destiny, or what? Yeah, so uh, Destiny's already free, but they have one of their expansions that's a free game of the month, and so that adds a, a new power, it adds like a shit ton of content and everything. Um, so yeah, it's... I'd be actually, I See, Destiny's kind of more my speed, where like, you're working with people, you're working with your friends, whatever, or you can do it by yourself, and you work, do an objective together. That's, that's more my speed than like PvP. True. I liked, so you, I, I liked Destiny too. I liked playing with you guys a lot. So maybe that's something we can get back into. That'd be cool. I'll be down. Uh, they also have the new, the newest expansion, Lightfall, coming out, which will be a. They have like a grappling hook power, which is pretty kind of cool, honestly. Are they stealing from Infinite? Is that a little? Is that a little jab at Halo Infinite coming from Bungie? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, lots of odd games coincidence. Have hooks. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Uncharted 4 had grappling hooks. Spider Man is technically a grappling hook on wheels. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, get that on a fucking t shirt. Grappling hook on wheels. <laughs> a but, grappling uh, hook on wheels. I wonder how that would work. That's crazy. It'd be kind of scary. Depressingly. <laughs> It'd be kind of scary. Imagine like just walking out to your car, like, oh, fuck, I left my phone in my car. And you like go outside and you're unlocking the door and you parked in the street. And then like just up the street, you just hear like, wee, 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 
This is a fucking See, grappling hook with four wheels coming at you like 65 miles an hour. Shoots See, the my, grappling hook randomly and flies and then lands back on its wheels and keeps going. See, my fucked up head can't help but like think of a wheelchair or someone in a wheelchair who can't walk and the wheelchair shoots off grappling hooks and they're like, oh, fuck, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like, thank oh, God my legs no. are strapped in. <laughs> God damn. No, oh, no I'm, I'm fucked. Not, I'm you're, fucked. You're going to hell. Uh, but you know what? You know, you know what isn't fucked? Uh, subscribing to our podcast. Yeah, go ahead and give the thingy because my audio doesn't g- come through on this channel. So here you go. Three, two. Wait now. Okay, I'll go now. the The Empty Glass Podcast can be followed at www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. That is once again www.emptyglasspodcast. Sorry, theemptyglasspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us there. You can watch all of our stupid fucking recordings on Spotify, on Apple, on your mom, all the good places where it's nice and moist. So please follow us at www.theemptyglasspodcast.com and maybe follow us on Twitch too, where you could join our two friends uh, who step in for two seconds and then leave uh, two seconds afterwards just to show the most minor support as possible. Yep. <laughs> God bless. Ed, let's eat. Well, well done. Um, well, that's almost the that's almost the hour. Um, yeah, I I was actually uh, I was, was going to like suggest that we skip the mid one just because we're already kind of going. We are on a roll, you know. Yeah, like butter. It's almost the hour. Um, one thing I will say is, uh, dude, if you're ever like really hungry for Taco Bell and you want one of those Doritos uh, Locos tacos, but you don't want to like. Don't go to Taco Bell and you don't want to have as many calories or eat the meat. I uh, got some of those like Ortega cheese taco shells with some of the Taco Bell seasoning. Put that shit on that fake meat. Damn. Have you heard of a have you heard or been to uh, Kava? No. What Kava? Like with a K? K K-A-V-A? No, C-A-V-A. God damn it. Why am I always like, what the fuck? All right, yeah, uh, so, no, what I have not heard of it. <laughs> uh, it's a Mediterranean kind of place. It, and, yes, anyone listening to this point now, we're at the end of the podcast. We're going to talk about food. It's close to dinner for us, so fuck it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if we're not, if of, it's not obvious that we're hungry enough. Yeah, two hungry boys. Uh, yeah, so Kava is, like, it's almost like Subway, but for, like, Mediterranean food. So you could build a pita or you could build a really good fucking bowl, like a protein bowl with, like, rice, like, all the good shit, Euro meat. Uh, Francis and I have been a huge fan of them for the past few months. And, Rose uh, is gonna love this. I'm gonna love dude, this too. So fucking good. Have you ever been to like Zoe's Kitchen? Zoe's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like closed down now everywhere in San. Diego. Yeah, they they took over. They took over them. So like all their locations are pretty much now their location, and uh, they're really fucking good, dude. I highly recommend, and they're pretty healthy as well. I mean. It, you know, you can always find a way to make it your shit unhealthy, but you can, um, it'll be pretty difficult because most of their shit's pretty good and organic and like not fried. So nice. 10, looks, out, 10 looks, out 10 recommend. Looks really nice. I might try you know that. You know what? Empty glass seal approval. Bang. First nice. one. Nice. Fuck yeah. Well, on that, um, I'm getting pretty hungry. So how about we call this episode <laughs> at the 55 minute mark? Not bad. Sounds like a banger. Sounds like a banger. Well, thanks for listening to Empty Glass Podcast. Follow us where Matt told you to. And uh, peace out, guys. Yep. Have a good one, people.